0: What's going on, regulars? Welcome back on another Thursday. We're back, Bobby.
1: It's your boy, Bobby. What's going on, Caitlin?
0: Uh, it feels like it's been 100 years since we've sat down and recorded.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, we took a week break, which you guys know from last week's episode and whatnot. But, um, you know, we recorded the intro, you know, a little later and whatnot and, and finished that. But it's it feels like it's been...
0: I think it's been, what, like two weeks, maybe? <sighs>
1: For, like 47 days it yeah. feels like you know <laughs> i'm like oh my gosh I do i know what i'm doing anymore yeah
0: we can't we uh we actually came down to the place that we record last night we had a little party for bobby uh for his birthday Ugh. and we walked down here just to show people our, our setup and i was like i feel like we've been down here in uh, so long
1: yeah it was crazy yeah, first things first, thank you for everyone who showed up to the party. It was uh, supposed to be a surprise. Oh, it kind of so unfolded. <laughs> it was very close. I will say it was very close. It kind of unfolded uh, the last minute. But you know, nonetheless, everybody showed up and it was. we had a good time. Everyone was kicking it, just having fun, vibing.
0: Well, I have to point out, it was like the most Bobby thing ever. So his mom and I are pretty close and she actually shot me an email um like probably a month ago she's like hey you know i want to plan a party for bobby for his 30th um can you help me get together a list of you know a, a small group of people and I'm, first of all i'm like a small group of bobby's friends like dude does that even exist like you have a nine no. million friends so i'm like okay i gotta think like lifelong friends that you've known forever like who are they so we start planning and whatnot and then like Probably three or four days later, Bobby texts me. He's like, hey, I'm having a party for my birthday at my parents' house. Like, a week later, I'm like, uh, okay. Plot twist. Yeah, so... Plot twist.
1: so there are two parties for my birthday. <laughs> and it's funny because I actually don't care about celebrating my I birthday know. at all. Like, I'm not a birthday person. Like, I'll celebrate your birthday. I'll Damn right you, you know, will. <laughs> you know, but I don't really care about my birthday. Like, normally we just go out, have dinner. My mom will make a cake we'll sing happy birthday, blow out some candles, and that's pretty much it. And I go home and I wake up the next day a year earlier and that's it. But <laughs> I – um or a year older. But, yeah, I don't really care. So this year I was like, you know what, like I'm turning 30. You know what I mean? The dirty 30. It's a big one. Yeah. Well, it's not even just so much of like 30. From 29 to 30, like just that that year – has been so big for me as like Mm -hmm. a person like I I, you could add up the amount of things that I learned in my first 29 and then from 29 to 30 surpasses that like so much and it's been such an impactful year so I was like you know what like let's let's get after it this one good for you so and then we
0: really got after it or we're about to get after it twice exactly (laughs)
1: yeah yeah so by the time this episode airs I'll be one, two, three days away from yeah. 30. Ugh.
0: It's crazy that your family too, like your whole family, not your whole, but your father's birthday is like a week and a half before yours, right? And then you uh, share yes. your birthday with your niece.
1: Absolutely. So it's yeah. like
0: everyone's celebrating in May.
1: And then my best friend, and then Mike, yeah. who was on two episodes ago, mm-hmm. you know, his, his birthday is the same day as mine. I'm That's like, Jesus. wild. And then the trainer at at my gym. He's the 14th. And then our other buddy that we work out with is the 16th. We literally have like the weekend booked out. That's I mean, wild. Yeah. They'll that's be insane. here and stuff like that. So. When I
0: Fun fact, my high school boyfriend's birthday is May 14th. And then the boyfriend that I had right after him, like six months later in college, his birthday was May
1: 15th. Oh, my God. And that
0: now that's your birthday as yeah. well. So, oh, my gosh. Pretty wild. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, May is a great month. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Let's talk about last week's episode a little bit.
0: Yes. ah, oh, still chills. <laughs> yeah. I actually
1: just got goosebumps again. Um, again, we cannot thank Jake and Joel and the Your Life Gym and even Heart Support as well, too, for giving us these tools to really focus on mental health mm-hmm. and everything. And it's, it was such an experience when that episode dropped people were tagging us. I was getting text message and text message and it the was,
0: DMs, Oh my
1: gosh. It was like, everyone was blowing up. Uh, Joe putting the video together that um, him, Cody and Matt worked on uh,
0: the whole day. It was just like, I, it's interesting because I think Bobby and I had different experiences with like how we digested that day. So I'm very much like in the moment, part of my sleeve and that whole day, um, It was an interesting weekend for me personally. We had a lot going on to prep. Like that week we were just wild. Like we were Mm -hmm. talking about questions. We were getting together merch. Like we were just doing a lot to get everything in line. Like making sure we had cameramen and all that kind of stuff. Then Joey was out here. We recorded with him that Saturday. And I, on top of that, was working crazy hours at my part-time job um, for different reasons. and. Then we get up and we go, and emotions are high. And Bobby's very much like a a planner, right? So he sees... Very
1: East Coast. Yeah,
0: like, sees the the plan laid out. And, like, he doesn't veer off track at all while the plan's still being executed. Like, he's just very much like, I am the prize, stay focused, whatever. Which is part of why we work so great together. Because I'm like, squirrel? And then I start crying. Because I'm like, I love
1: squirrels. <laughs> yeah, right. So
0: the day of, the moment we finished recording... It was a mixture of me being exhausted because we had just been working our asses off that week, um, both for the podcast and on our side jobs as well. Um, but I looked at Bobby as we we're sitting in the war room, which is where we recorded that episode, and Jake and Joel had just left the room and we kind of like did this like silent like, fuck
1: yeah, oh my God, it was
0: like a little celebration. And I look at him and I start to like tear up a little bit and I'm like, I just can't even like, I don't even have words. F- for how i feel right now like thank you so much for bringing me on to this like this day was just like everything i needed and I, I start to tear up and like of course bobby's like still has a checklist of things we need to do before the episode goes out so he looks at me he goes puts his hand up because we can cry later i'm like
1: yeah. fuck dude come on yeah, we can cry later like we, we're gonna do it it's fine so, so that was
0: like what three weeks ago three plus weeks ago and then the episode drops And I've kind of already had my like, oh my god, emotional because I cried pretty much that whole day afterwards because I was just so like, I'm in the right place, I'm doing exactly what I should be doing, like life has led me here, all those warm fuzzies, and then comes this past Thursday when the episode drops and Bobby's hitting me with paragraphs and paragraphs of the warm fuzzies. I'm like, oh, now we're now we can cry. Yeah,
1: (laughs) it was because what it was was like when Caitlin, you know first reacted in my head i was like there's still so much work that needs to be done for this you know what i mean this is a really big episode this is a really important episode and i know that there's this is half the battle you know what i mean i kind of and i was like i was still in war mode you know what i mean and finally like when the episode released and this that and the other thing it kind of actually goes back into what jake said where he was like we, my job is to enrich the soil of this community. And then their success is like my reward, you know, our reward. And it was like, okay, we enriched this soil with this episode, you know, and whatnot. And then everybody reaching out saying how powerful it was to them, like, and and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, this is it. Like, yeah. this is why. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'll get into why I think the, it hit me later on, I wrote this paragraph to Caitlin, and uh, it, with tears running down my face because, and I probably get choked up as I read it. I but, can
0: see the goosebumps on yeah. your on your tattoo right now. Like <laughs> yeah. I can see that, watch them rising. And <laughs> let me preface this too: Bobby is not like a really. I mean, he's definitely in touch with his emotions, and he, he's compassionate. But I try and pull some some tears and stuff out of him, and he, he's not a crier, like bang no, at all. no,
1: not at all, not at all. But I wrote this to her. I said she asked me, she's like, talk to me about what feels different about like what it was that day or what why you know on thursday when the episode dropped why you're feeling this way and i said there wasn't a single person who was involved in this from start to finish who wasn't passionate about what we were there to do the subject of the episode impacts every single one of us involved and anyone ever from any walk of life can find value in that episode i don't care if you're white black gay straight trans orange purple you identify as a moose it does not matter If you listen to that episode, there's no way. It is absolutely impossible for you to not take something from it and feel better. Everyone in that day went in there with their own purpose, whether they knew it or not. Joe thought he was there to shoot some video. Matt and Cody thought that they were there to just help Joe assist with some photos and video. Jake and Joel may have thought that they they were in some amateurs podcast just to talk. We thought we were in over our heads doing something really cool. We did so much more than that. We all went in there thinking we were doing something this big when we did quite the opposite. We changed lives. And that was like...
0: Boom. <laughs> and you could feel it too. Like the energy in the room. Like when we got there, like oh, I'm getting like, oh, yeah. when we got there. We literally were just like, all right. Like, you know, when you do something that you, you don't really know what it's going to look like, but you just want to make sure that you look like you know what you're doing. So I feel like we walked in there and we were just like, all right, like... Eyes on the prize. Just sell it. We don't know what the fuck we're doing, but just make it look like we do. <laughs> and then the more that we did, the more that it it kind of felt like <laughs> I felt like we were dressing up as characters and then we just like became the characters and like all of a sudden it didn't feel like we were pretending.
1: We were to, doing what yeah. we were supposed to be doing. And then
0: the conversation started and it was just like you could like, you could f- physically feel the energy in the room was mm-hmm. just intense and like passionate. And inspirational. And it was like, even at one point we took a break and I was walking to the bathroom next to Jake Lors and I'm like, what the hell am I going to talk to this man about while we walked down the hallway to the bathroom, which is a pretty long hallway. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, and then we just started like firing away and it was just so natural, so easy. And we're talking about things about heart support in the episode. And in that moment, I realized like, we're all here to do the same thing, even though we're not doing it the same way like we're all in some kind of way looking to achieve similar goals and it, it was just so obvious in that room mm-hmm. to all four of us I think yeah. and and our production team as well so
1: I, I can't again shout out to Matt Cody Joe I had a vision for what that episode was going to look like <laughs> but, yeah, I, it, there was a long pause there because I can't come up with – it was nothing what I thought it was no. going to be for all the right reasons. Yeah, so much better. It was, it was awesome. So, again, thank you from Jake to Joel to your life to Joe, Matt, Cody. Thank you.
0: Amen. So I guess we can get into some life updates. I feel like we haven't really talked about ourselves <laughs> in a while. And no. also – you and I haven't really hung out before last night in and, and quite a bit either. So how the hell are you, Bobby?
1: I am great. I'm on top of the world. Um, you know, a lot of what we just discussed as far as last week's episode was a big weight off of my shoulders as far as just planning and just work, just labor work, you know. But um, speaking of regular work, like I'm, I'm crushing it there. Um, it, it's going so well. I picked up running in the morning, which has been an interesting uh, activity i'm
0: shocked that you're running first of all because you don't you don't really like it i
1: fucking hate it (laughs) i absolutely hate running i don't like i don't enjoy it at all but like i do it and i force myself to do it and i do feel better like and i I feel good um
0: i can tell and i I said this to you this week like especially in your reactions to me like when i give you an excuse about something or i just unload one of my crazy ass like monologues of insanity to you Mm -hmm. you've been so positive and (laughs) supportive and in my head first of all i'm like is he getting laid and i don't know about it like first of all no (laughs) we know way too much about each other's lives so i'm like i would know if you were fucking somebody i'm like what is it and then i'm like you know what i think it's the fucking running i really do
1: Um, it maybe i don't know i think that it is i Maybe we should talk to Joel, see if that has something to do with it, because
0: i I mean, you work out pretty regularly, so I, I'm wondering yeah. if it's like just a different kind of endorphins or something. I, I don't have know. no
1: idea. I mean, maybe it's because I'm because I'm doing I'm waking up at six a m and I'm just getting up and getting after it, and then going to work, then lifting after work. So like I don't know. maybe,
0: and you normally wake up early regardless though, right?
1: Oh, uh, I just don't sleep. <laughs> but right, but it's like I... you're
0: getting up and doing something productive now versus like just kind of laying there and being like, well, I'm awake. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I'm awake and time to go to work, you know. Um, yeah, so I, there's that. One of the funnest things that I've done in a very long time was I actually got to go wrestle, which as most of you already know, you know, I wrestled my entire life. And it's been seven years since I laced up my shoes and got on the mat, which – I was telling Caitlin before, like, I haven't not done anything in my life for seven years. You know what I mean? Like, so that was
0: the first time you had ever, step, not ever, the first time you had wrestled in seven years.
1: Yeah. Like, can I ask
0: like, what like made you want to do that? Was this, this was just for fun just to like,
1: well, a mutual friend, uh, or a friend of mine, um, her boyfriend, uh, coaches at Ryder, um, university and, uh, I just him and I were just shooting the shit and kind of talking about wrestling we just had the NCAA finals Ryder put their first wrestler in the NCAA finals in school history uh the Olympic uh qualifiers were just so we were just kind of shooting the shit about that and then I was like you know man if you ever have like an open mat like let me know like I'm down to roll and whatnot and
0: is an open mat like people can just go wrestle
1: yeah yeah exactly or if you know a place you know that's holding a practice or something like that and then uh we were just shooting the shit one day, and he was like, "Yo, man, you want to roll?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "All right, cool. I got a place on Sunday," and I was like, "Let's do it." Is that went, like a
0: term? Want to roll? Is like wrestle?
1: Yeah, yeah, like sparring, whatever you want to call it. I don't, I don't know any of that com, combat terms, <laughs> you know. But uh, but yeah, so he was just like, I was like, "All right, let's do this." And you know, we went down, and it was so much fun. Like he was teaching me technique, which I've never, I have not been taught wrestling technique since I stopped competitively wrestling when I was 18 years old. Wow. So like, and it was really cool. Uh, Drew, shout out to Drew. I mean, he's a great guy and we had so much fun. Got some pizza afterwards because, you know, this is 30. You can't, (laughs) you can't like, can't like exercise and not reward yourself, right? So that, that was probably one of the biggest highlights that I've had over the last couple of weeks was just getting back on the mat and just feeling what it's like to just manipulate somebody you know what i mean and and like physically i was manipulate. like wait, what yeah, yeah 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 i was like, like i
0: thought this is a mental health podcast. Yeah, Right. yeah
1: yeah no no like physically manipulate somebody into making you, them do what you want and it's it was that it was also sounds
0: cool. bad but i know what you mean yeah if you know
1: wrestling it's, it's combat bro you know what i mean so it was just so much fun so and i can't wait and him and i had a great time and he was like dude whenever you're down to you know whenever you're down we'll, we'll do it again so i can't wait I'm, excited excited to get back on you look
0: like i feel like you i don't know if you realize it or not but you look like like lighter and brighter i
1: think lighter and brighter yeah i've only gained weight so well i mean just like (laughs) the energy you're giving just looks
0: you look happy you look like you're whatever you're doing is
1: feeling myself yeah it's okay that's like
0: not a bad way to go into 30 though a lot of people go into 30 be like Man, I'm old. I didn't do shit. This is the back
1: half of my life, so might as well go on with a smile.
0: I love it. (laughs) What about you? Any ladies in your life? Can I I ask? What's that? Any ladies in your life? No. (laughs) I mean, I knew the answer to that, but I just figured we have to (laughs) give... I'm going to give relationship updates. I figured that I would ask you. Yeah. (laughs) Mine's just silence.
1: Any ladies? Silence. Caitlin, (laughs) any relationship updates? And monologue starts now.
0: Okay. Well, um, before I get into that piece of it, I would like to say that today is an important day for me. And I haven't actually shared this with you. Um, Today marks one year that I moved back to our hometown, Lansdale. I moved out of my apartment with my ex-boyfriend. Um, so I've officially been home for one year now. Which oh, is, nice. It's like, it's just crazy to think exactly what you said, like how much can happen in a year. Holy shit. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> and especially the last year. I feel like everyone can kind of relate to this, like from the pandemic and just life's been like the presidential election, all kinds of shit, like all of the social justice things going on. And then everyone, how they're responding to them personally. It just, there's just been so much, right? um i just i'm kind of looking at it like wow i I remember a year ago um just moving out in general was a big thing for me um for those who don't know the relationship was on and off for almost six years so leaving was kind of like okay i've done this before right like this was my second time having lived with this person second time moving out of an apartment um and this was the person that I thought that I was going to marry and spend the rest of my life with and have children with. And here I am, 28 years old, leaving Philadelphia, this place that I had always dreamt of building my life in and moving back to my hometown, into my parents' house, into my bedroom that I grew up in. The walls are still purple. There's still a fucking lame-ass quote on the wall. Like <laughs> It's just like not where I saw myself at 28, especially during a pandemic, right? So I'm like, I packed up a U-Haul, by myself, 100%. I, every single thing that I owned alone moved. I drove a fucking U Haul, which, if anybody knows, I suck at driving. So, like, that She's was horrible. It was terrifying. <laughs> like, my whole life is in this truck and I'm driving it. But, like, what a metaphor, right? Like, that was just a lot. So, I didn't even realize that the year mark was coming up until a couple of days ago. And I looked at it and I was kind of just like, I always wondered when I left, like, what. A year was gonna do for me and i i had this like crazy vision of where i'd be and what i'd be doing and am i there no but like holy shit like i'm I, i'm not where I was a year ago and i never thought that the things that i'm doing right now are what i'd be doing and, and just the mental growth that i've had and still continue to have all the time is it's it's great um i'm really happy and i feel like this past week with the episode drop just was a nice reminder of like I am where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing things that I'm passionate about. And and like you said, the people that reach out, I feel like that is what drives us to do what we do.
1: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely.
0: And it makes, even if it's just something small, like.
1: Great episode.
0: Yeah. Or like, you know, whatever you said, it, it really resonated with me. Whether they give us an example or not, whether it's a three paragraph text or like you said, one line. Like it's, mm-hmm. that really impacts us a lot mm-hmm. because that the episodes mean a lot to us when we produce them but the feedback that we get i feel like is really like okay we're we're doing the right thing
1: yeah it's like it's reassuring mm-hmm. that this is what we're supposed to be doing. right you mm-hmm. know what i mean this is the impact that we're supposed to make
0: right so so, so yeah so with all that said ladies and gentlemen drum roll. <laughs> i have a boyfriend
1: oh my god <laughs> poor guy
0: Yeah, so that's a sentence I did not think I'd be saying for a while, but uh, I do. (laughs) I do. I do have one of those boyfriends, so good for you. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this: getting out of a toxic relationship. Wow, like that's it teaches you. It's it's hard because there's parts of it where you have to look at yourself, and I think a lot of it too when there is like manipulation and gaslighting and like lying and years and years and years of that built up there's so many parts of it that you have to deconstruct like looking at which parts were your fault which parts weren't your fault which parts were you made to believe were your your fault that actually weren't like your perception of reality gets so skewed and like it's just kind of hard to to look at things and know what was real and what was not and I think I spent so much time in that trying to like sift through the past that I didn't realize how much it was going to affect my present moving forward because I thought if I could kind of like figure out all that shit and put it in its place once I moved forward like I'd be good and that's what I've been doing a lot in therapy but getting into a new relationship is hard (laughs) after you've been through a shitty one for so long because it's like you're learning which areas you do need to work on and like that's tough being like okay well I've done all this work and I finally got out of that bad thing and but now you're kind of
1: starting with a clean slate you're like what do I hell am I doing
0: yeah and I thought that clean slate would be great like I can just be who I am and and that'll be enough which it's getting there but it's also brought to light. like oh shit like there are I there are some parts that I need to work on in a relationship like there I'm not the perfect girlfriend that I thought that I was you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so um, that's been enlightening for sure.
1: Yeah, tune in next week to see how she feels. <laughs> yeah,
0: so um, it's it's been good, but I think I'm I'm learning as I go, and holy shit, it's you know, stay tuned.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's work.
0: <laughs> it is work, but it's I'll, I'll it's, put it this way. It's, it's Good it's, work. Yeah, it's, it's good work. I always thought that if I okay, so. When someone makes you believe that things are your fault for so long and then you finally realize that they maybe they weren't your fault, it almost makes it scary to, to start thinking that, like, even one small thing could have been my fault. I can't really explain it much more than that. But the difference now is I'm, like, more open to seeing things that I am doing wrong, whereas before I felt like if I was found guilty of anything bad, It was the end of the world. And like I was at fault for all the bad things in the relationship. And it was like that was a weight that I just couldn't carry. Whereas now I'm like, okay, yeah, I did this thing or I handled this situation poorly. Like that's on me. I definitely screwed that up. But like let's talk about how we can
1: not have that happen
0: again. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a learning experience. But I'm excited and I'm very, very happy. And yeah.
1: Well, there was a (laughs) 25-minute life update (laughs) now that you're all caught up um
0: we'll talk to you next week no i'm kidding <laughs> yeah
1: we'll see you next week see you bye click um let's get into what we want to talk about today we want to stay in the line of the mental health awareness as may is mental health awareness month and we kicked off last week's episode obviously with extremely powerful message and we just want to kind of continue that train here and since we gave you a life update We talked to two other people who were doing something um, very powerful. Let's get personal. And I think we're going to start talking about some mental health things that you and I have been through and and struggled and worked with.
0: Our own journeys here. So I just had my monologue. Bobby, do you want to kick it off and kind of just talk about the journey of mental health within yourself?
1: Yeah. Um, It's going to be tough to talk about. I've had some events in my life occur that I will get into at some point on this platform that really triggered what is, you know, probably at the forefront of mental health, which is depression. And I never once experienced depression in my entire life up until this point. And, um, like I said, an event occurred, which really set the foundation for depression and, and anxiety as well. Um, And I wasn't really aware of where I was at. I was very lost as a person, um, as just a human being, as a student, as a son, as a brother, as a friend. I was far from myself.
0: Can I ask how old you were? Uh, 20?
1: 20? I think I was 20. Okay. 1920-ish around mm-hmm. that time frame.
0: And this is the first time I'm hearing this too.
1: Yeah. And I uh so like those events happened that really kind of like I said set the foundation. And then another event happened and that was like the realization. That event I will never speak of. Okay, um, so
0: did you know something was up before that second I, trigger?
1: Um I, yes, I did. I knew, I knew I was hurting. I knew I, I knew, the anxiety was there. After the first event,
0: which I, we will talk about at some. Which point. Which
1: I will one hundred percent talk about at some point. I knew that was there. I knew the anxiety. I reckon that was very recognizable. Um,
0: and rightfully so. Once you guys, you'll, yeah. you'll it.
1: <laughs> so that's where that started. The depression, not so much. Um, it was after the second event where I was like, fuck. Like there's something much, wrong.
0: How much time was between the two?
1: Um eight months? Okay. Not even. Probably less I would say less than eight. Between four to eight months. And uh after that second event, I was I was like, There's something wrong. Like I am just like I said, so utterly lost. And I want to talk about, there's two points that I want to touch on as far as like my story. And one was the medication. So I I, I did get medicated for depression. And this was after event number two. This was... I believe so, if okay. my timeline's correct in my head. Can you, like,
0: um, paint us a picture of, like, what your life was like? Where were you living? Like, what was were you at, doing? I was
1: still at Bloomsburg. Um, I was living by myself because of first event. Uh, I was sober. I wasn't drinking um, at all in college at Bloomsburg. This
0: is what, spring semester? For Oh, fall, okay. Fall.
1: And, uh, so, we're was, in junior year? My junior year, okay. yeah. Um, I was in a relationship, uh, which was... A good one. Hindsight twenty twenty. It was a good relationship. But at the time, um was pretty unhealthy from for me at that time in my life. Not obviously not realizing that until later. But um, you know, we're still friends. Actually talked the other day. She's a great girl. But um
0: She's super hot too. What's that? She's super hot too. <laughs>
1: yeah, she is. Um Bobby
0: always <laughs> dates really hot girls. I'm just gonna throw that out there. So <laughs> shout out to his exes, y'all look good.
1: Anyway. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so That was pretty toxic it was pretty weighing on me and um i didn't know that yeah it was pretty bad and then so i was living by my like i said i was living by myself i was on medication did she
0: know that you were medicated
1: um yes yeah yeah i think she I'm, i'm pretty sure she did i'm pretty sure i told her but um my experience with the medication is this Hindsight 2020, I think I had a sugar pill. I think it was a placebo.
0: I don't think that they do that, just so we're clear. I, I really don't think that's legal.
1: <laughs> I, I have no idea. You know I mean, what I mean? It's,
0: I I'm sure that it's not. Uh, it's fully fully illegal. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, they'll get it. They can. Medical industry is a sham. They can get away with anything. But, but that
0: just could have not been the right medication for you, which is very possible.
1: Well, you know what's funny is it didn't, um, it didn't not work, but it didn't work, if that makes sense. Like, How long were you on it? couple months okay so yeah. you, you
0: should have felt some kind of yeah
1: change. and I, you know I, again i wasn't drinking on it or anything like that but i um i just remember i just like i said in hindsight 2020 20, i'm like i feel like i just got a sugar pill who knows maybe i did maybe i didn't but i would like to just address like the medi- medication side of like depression i'm not anti-medication If if you need it you need it and because some people's brains just don't fire the way that they're that they're intended to and that's okay um but i went to a doctor feeling these feelings and the first step was here's a bottle of pills how and many I,
0: sessions had you had before that
1: as far as what
0: with the therapist
1: i zero are you serious Zero. zero.
0: wait you're are you serious i didn't zero. know that
1: yeah zero and did didn't, you get
0: these This medicine from a medical – like a medical doctor or a – Yeah, yeah. Psychiatrist.
1: The doctor. Psychologist.
0: I forget which one can prescribe. Doctor. Yeah, doctor. So you didn't even go to a therapist of any kind? No. Oh, my God.
1: And that's where – I didn't know that. Yeah. I went right to my doctor. Who She's a great doctor. She's awesome. But I just think Well, you
0: trust her. I'm sure that's why you were like, okay, if you think so. Also,
1: never did this before. Right. I never felt this way. So I was like –
0: did you also go to therapist after that?
1: No, I didn't see a therapist till the beginning of 2020. What? Yeah, i and that's what I. That's like one of the points oh, I want to hone God. in on is I went right to medication, and hind again, hind, This is all hindsight. You know, this is my experience. I had wish I had tried different avenues before medication. Absolutely. And I'm lucky that my medication either wasn't high dosage possibly sugar pill like you know placebo kind of thing it may have been i don't know um i'm not a doctor i'm gonna
0: go on record and say that that's illegal so mm-hmm. i think it is probably just the wrong medication for you or i think a lot of times you need a combination of both like a, a pill sometimes is just not enough so i have to wonder well, if you had done both you i know? just
1: think i think a lot of it is i mean we talked about it with joe is like your mind is an extremely powerful thing and i want that's why i wonder if it was a sugar pill, it's like, okay, well, I'm taking this pill. It's going to make me feel better. And it's allowing my mind to actually just heal itself when it's actually, there's nothing right. else doing it. Mm-hmm. And But that idea of taking something to make me feel better or whatever, to make my brain work a little bit better. Um, that, that's the only reason why I think maybe it was just something that either wasn't powerful at all, you know, or just, like I said, was a placebo. I don't know. Again, I don't know, but I just wish I had approached that situation a little differently. And I think I'm not trying to go down the the road of like, you know, vaxxers, anti-vaxxers like that kind of thing. Like I try, I think you should try like a, would it be a holistic approach?
0: I think it's just a different approach. Cause I think a big thing with depression is there's Don't... situational depression. There's, and then there's chemical depression, which it sounds like, and maybe you have both, but. Your situation was pretty fucked up at that time, and it's surprising that no one asked you, "Hey, is something going on right now that you want to talk about?" Yeah. Before just throwing pills down your throat, you know what I mean? And
1: that's just what I encourage. That's my. I'm not here to instill my beliefs on anybody, but I'm just gonna tell you my situation and what I, you know, piece of advice. Try avoiding that as much as not as much as possible if you need it you need it and i'm 120 percent okay with that but approach it appropriately
0: well i'm sure it's probably pretty defeating for you too that you had that you had that moment of vulnerability where you reached out to someone for help they gave you this option and it really didn't it didn't really give you the results you were hoping for i'm assuming i mean right?
1: i i felt better you know what i mean and uh, Ultimately, obviously, I'm not on them anymore. Haven't been on them since, you know, but I just wish I would have tried something. It would have opened up my eyes to therapy a hell of a lot sooner. I could have. And then where would my life have been from then? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? If I learned more about myself and it didn't take till 29 years old to start and the things that I went from, you you know, went through from 29 years old to 30, you know, the most revolutionary year of my life without a doubt. You know, um, maybe I would have learned more about myself. I would have learned a bit more about love and relationships and professionalism, social aspects. Like I would have learned all these things possibly through therapy instead of just swallowing a pill. Yeah. So that's the first thing I want to speak to. The second thing I want to speak to is, and I don't really know where I want to go with it. I just kind of want to, shed light on it is, That's
0: all right take it away
1: i talked to two therapists in my entire life and um both of them in the very initial parts within the first two or three sessions they always ask like have you ever suffered from depression you're like yeah i mean i think any normal human being you know has suffered some sort of depressive state and the question that usually follows that is like have you ever thought about self-harming or suicide and my response And it might not be a normal response. It might be a irregular response. Always plug, (laughs) Um, but was, yeah. Haven't you? You know,
0: that's such a Bobby answer if I ever heard one. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and I'm like, haven't you? Like, everyone's had. I've never had a bad day in my life, but I've had some really not good ones. And haven't you? You know, like, haven't you been like, man today really sucks or like this last week sucks or even this month sucks and you're like man if i just cease to exist right now would people show up to my funeral mm-hmm. who would show up mm-hmm. who would cry who who wouldn't who would start a benefit after me right. who would who would do something like who would do what like
0: like what would my legacy of some sort be? yeah
1: and um you know the the idea of just thinking like I I would I think it's ignorant to say that you haven't thought about being a ghost at your own funeral. Yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. I've thought about like I've even envisioned it like the we're at the funeral home and there's the casket and people are going through and I'm like there's like this I've had dreams about it. It's really weird. This like a not like a like a not an altar but like a I don't know Probably like a second. Yeah, like a second floor, like a balcony. Yeah, I'm like oh, okay. sta- I'm like yeah, the yeah. ghost mm-hmm. standing at a, out of the balcony and I'm just like watching over it. As mm-hmm. and I, Yeah, I've had these thoughts. You know, I think any sane person has. I, I I I challenge anyone to say that you haven't thought about what it's like to die. And, you know, not specifically taking your own life, but like just not existing. And that's always been my response. And I haven't really gotten a response back from either one of the therapists that I've seen that's like been like oh okay like validating like yeah i I don't know if that's their job probably isn't to answer that question but (laughs) (laughs) you know so
0: bobby goes to therapy and turns into the therapist Yeah,
1: right so but i just want to shed light because like i mean i was there you know what i mean like can i ask
0: you to open up a little bit about what you had said off air yeah you were in that dark place and like the, the situation you had there
1: yeah i just remember like Driving back to school one weekend and just being like, what if I just pull off the side of the road? Like, just pretend to fall asleep with the wheel. See ya. That's it. Looks like an accident. I don't have to answer any questions. Everyone just thinks that it's, you know, everyone knows I'm in the car. So, oh, he was probably fucking street racing or doing something stupid. You know, which is not far from yeah. <laughs> the possibility or whatever. <laughs> not so much anymore. But, you know, hashtag this is 30. But, uh. <laughs> You know, that's a thing I've started recently, by the way. Um, but, you know, it's not far from the truth. So, like, I get it, you know, but I, I, I was there. I was like, man, I, I don't want to go back to this place. I, I, It's a pain that I, I don't want to deal with anymore. You know, and this is, this looks like an accident. Turn the wheel to the right a little. You know what I mean? I never was going to do it. I think it takes a courageous person to take their own life. i i I think
0: it's hard to say but i and i I think that sentence please don't take it any any certain way because i think i i know what you mean by it but yeah it's i mean being in that dark place like it's got to be really really bad and that's
1: absolutely yeah i I think it's
0: big of you to say that on air so thank you for sharing that
1: yeah yeah i i don't i don't mean to enlighten or to give power to the say that someone who takes their own life is correct. Right, but that's not that's what a we're negative, saying at all. That's a negative thing. It's a negative yeah. thing that you're that deep into something yeah. that, and you're so committed to something that is a uh, temporary or a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, but I was there, and I think I just want to. I guess the point that I'm trying to drive home with this is that. If you've been there and you've thought about it, don't be ashamed to say that you've thought about it. I think every, quote, normal person has thought about what it's like to not exist.
0: But also, like, look at where you are now. And and like we said, like, having going through with those thoughts and having them are two very different things. And just be thankful and grateful that you weren't so deep that you felt like you could go through with it. You know uh, what I mean?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I
0: and look at how much better things are now. Even if they're still not great, like you're still here. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's why I've never had a bad day. I'm six feet up, I'm breathing. Apparently, there's a handful of people that like me. They showed up last yeah, night. You maybe. know what I mean? But you know, I thought I just
0: I thought you just called yourself six feet tall. I was like,
1: mm. just just shy six um. foot six foot with boots. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm like you know, like I said, I'm six feet up. I'm alive. I'm breathing relatively healthy no bad days you know so like i can't it's kind of scary and weird to th- like look back at that time of my life and be like man i can't believe you were there like you were there now we're here it's different and there's not anything that there wasn't like this crazy climax or pivotal moment that like changed it it just it just changed
0: slowly but truly it just gets better
1: yeah it just changed and then this last year was just a fucking it was a leap yeah. a leap i'm going into 30 oh my gosh probably one of the happiest people i've ever been it's been a while since i've been happy i was really happy 29 was actually a happy year i was a really happy person 29 to 30 going into 30 it's just only up right well, I
0: feel like you know yourself a lot more now than you did a year ago Absolutely. because you went through some tough defining moments that really made you answer questions about who you are, what you want, where you want to go. Mhm. Think, you know, maybe mistakes you've made, things that you've done well, things you haven't done well. Mm-hmm.
1: So Yeah, it's been a year of growth. Amen. A year of growth. So not to be rest but (laughs) holy shit that was a lot I didn't really ever think about that I was going to talk about that
0: well I I think it's big I think it's important
1: yeah I don't I you could have asked me October 6th I think is when we dropped our first five episodes and um if you asked me then like if I would have ever talked about that moment in my life I probably would have said no but I don't really need to and I think it goes to a lot of um like what you say you know where mine was very short term um not very short it was shorter than what most people go through when they go through anxiety you know big depression periods um but i was like oh well you know mine's short it was easy you know what i mean and you always say like just because you think it's easy doesn't mean or like you know yours isn't as difficult as somebody else's doesn't mean that it didn't hurt you just as much yes. or whatever yes. what, what, you have like a phrase that you said I, don't,
0: I can't even think of it basically just don't diminish your own experiences because they aren't "Quote as bad as somebody else's." Yeah,
1: exactly. Because pain
0: is pain, and it hurts.
1: Ex- it yeah. could.
0: You can't ever compare your pain to somebody else's because you'll never know what it feels like. If it hurt that it hurt. Not that bad to you, that's all that matters.
1: Yeah. So I'm just. I mean, I'm kind of in a weird spot now that we've had this conversation. <laughs> um, you know, what I mean, I'm feeling some type of way, but it is what it is. Like, I'm not a. I'm now, like I said, that that growth from twenty nine to thirty. I'm I'm okay with sharing that story. You asked me when I was 28, probably not.
0: Well, that's I mean that's, it's big. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a, it's a big grit period. Yeah, I've talked briefly about my own experience with the depression, um, but I think you know I, I don't I feel similar similarly to you in that everybody kind of goes through it in some way. If you don't, God bless, and I'm so happy for you.
1: You're fortunate. I'm
0: sure you have other things that you struggle with as well, but. Um, In my family particularly, I'll say my sister is not – she didn't inherit the depression gene. That girl is just a mover and a shaker, and she doesn't Mm. let things get her down. And so my brother, my mother, and I suffer from depression. We have pretty much since we can remember. Um, It's so interesting. She tries so hard. My sister tries so hard to be supportive of us when we go through our little bouts of depression. And she's gotten a lot better at it over the years but she just straight up says like i don't know how to be there for you because i I just can't imagine what you're going through what that must feel like yeah and it's, it's so crazy as someone who goes through it to imagine a person that can't go there in their head like i'm like wow like that's good for you dude like i know she has plenty of her own things that she deals with that i'm sure that i can't understand
1: But But she doesn't know what it's like to be in the shadow realm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I remember my little brother, and this is kind of like wrapping in what you had talked about. My little brother, God bless his soul, that he struggles hard with depression. And he has since he was like too young to be dealing with it, like 11 or 12 years old, before he even knew what it was really. Mm -hmm. So he's been depressed for a while. And I'll say this. I think depression comes in bouts like you'll be okay and then not okay
1: yeah there's highs and lows.
0: his his baseline is not great, so his lows are really, really low. Mm-hmm. And a lot of I
1: think that's a good point to make like your baseline. yeah. I think that's where people mistake being upset about yeah. something
0: mm-hmm.
1: or being depressed. Right. Those are very, yeah, although very interchangeable terms,
0: yeah,
1: but very very, very different. Couldn't be further from the truth. Absolutely. And I'll say
0: until you've been depressed, you probably won't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But when you're
0: depressed, you'll know. Yeah. You'll definitely
1: know. And that and that starts like at what you said at that baseline. Right. When you're when
0: you're when you're operating day to day low, and then you get to the dark places, it's just like a whole different kind of
1: low. And the inverse of that is when you've never experienced depression, your baseline's very high. So then when you go down, you think it's the end of the world because your baseline's been so yeah. high. Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm, slow down. Not Again, not to diminish your pain, right? but it's like this is very, very different than what you really think it is, you know.
0: Right. And so I think a lot of my family – I mean, growing up, when you're a kid and something doesn't go the way that it should, things feel really big when you're little. So I think a lot of his woes growing up, we we kind of – diminished as him being a little bit dramatic or whatever. And he started talking about suicide really young. Like maybe probably when it was he was 16, he started and he really hasn't stopped since then. He's 25 now. He talks about it differently now because he's older and he he understands
1: more aware. Yeah.
0: So but I remember he's always said the same thing about it. And back before I really didn't get it. And I think I thought he was being dramatic and just trying to get attention from people um but he always would say I don't I don't want to kill myself but I want to die and I was like what does that even mean like what do, what do you mean by that I don't I don't get it and it just felt like you you just want someone to feel bad for you and I remember like saying that to him a couple of times actually probably many of times and in hindsight that's probably the worst thing anyone can say to anyone when they're expressing any kind of suicide suicidal ideation at all So, like, fuck me. I'm sorry, brother, if you're listening to this. Like, I can't apologize enough for saying that. And here's why. I I talked a little bit about a year ago where I was mentally. And it was the first time I've been dealing with depression on and off since I was 15. But it was the first time that I ever, like, fully understood what he meant by that. Because I remember thinking every day for probably a good month and a half, like, I just want this to be over like I just can't fucking do this anymore I don't want
1: I'm exhausted exactly
0: I'm just so fucking tired of being alive like I would say that and I would say it like people how are you I'm like I'm just fucking tired of being alive and I would say it like a joke but I was so fucking serious like
1: yeah
0: and I remember calling him and just being like I'm so sorry for not getting it because now I get it and with how low I feel right now, this is the first time I've ever felt this. I'm 28. I have a lot more tools to deal with it now than I ever did, and I still feel like this. I can't imagine being 15 years old in high school and and feeling like this, and then ha- having everybody telling you that you're lying. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's just it's a really low place to be. But in the same breath, not actually carrying it out, like you and I had said earlier, is like that's how you know things get better and like you, you mm-hmm. haven't really hit that dark place but I think it's interesting because my family and I've had this debate a few times my mom thinks that suicide is so selfish and she gets like pissed off about it and she's like how could anyone ever do that to their parents how could anyone do that to their family or their you know their wife well, whoever it may be like she gets pissed off of people who commit suicide whereas my brother and I like <laughs> we've been there and like knowing how desperately desperately sad and exhausted you are that i've i've been in the place where i have wanted to be dead but i have been like okay well i'm not gonna do it though if you're that bad that you actually do it like oh my god how that must be the worst place
1: to be yeah and i mean to <laughs> i might get some shit for this but I, I i agree with your mom to a degree i don't think they're mutually exclusive feelings where like oh It's selfish, and how could you do this to your family and blah blah. blah. I I agree with that, but you also have to understand the other side of it. Right? Like I agree, it is selfish. You're like I said earlier, it is a life will get better. Okay, I promise you, it will happen.
0: But you know from being in that dark. But I know what it's
1: like when you're there. It doesn't feel like that, and I can totally understand why the selfishness is irrelevant because you're not thinking rationally you're not
0: operating at a normal person's brain
1: little inside joke between me and wagner whatever your synapses aren't synapting you know what i mean (laughs) exactly yeah you know it's like it's just it's just which basically in funny terms your brain is not firing on all eight cylinders it's just not firing the way that it should and it's like i I understand it is it is It, it at the end of the day it is cowardly it is selfish but I understand why those 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 adjectives are utterly irrelevant to mm-hmm. what decisions you're making. It's it, it, irrelevant. They At don't point, exist. At it's,
0: that it's a struggle to even wake up, get out of bed, and then make it through the day. Like, even that feels like it, impossible some days, right? When you're uh, that Liv,
1: low. Episode 19, Liv said that. She goes, there are some people that just waking up and taking a shower is an accomplishment right. in their day mm-hmm. because of how – dark deep down they are into like what i said earlier in that shadow realm they are so down there that getting up and taking a shower that's it right that's it mm-hmm. that's it that's a win that's a w in their book and you're like sitting there thinking there's other people who are like i shower 60 times a day you know what i mean right. like right. i'm good great yeah <laughs> good for you like well, no, this is great so uh, like i said i i totally it's the whole point of this podcast is I don't have to agree. I don't have to disagree. You just have to understand. I totally understand where your mom's coming from. Right.
0: Because she doesn't – she's probably never been in that dark place. So how would she even know?
1: Exactly. But you also have to understand the opposite side. Right. You have Mm -hmm. to understand the inverse Mm -hmm. of everything. There's a – my roommate talks about it all the time. When you do research, the way you should do research isn't to – you have a theory and you go and prove that theory. The way you do research is is to try and prove your theory wrong. You find out, Interesting. Find this is my theory, go find evidence proving me wrong first. Okay. And you go from there. So you always have to look at the inverse right. or the devil's advocate or whatever mm-hmm. it is. You always have to look at the in- inverse side of things. So um, I agree to disagree to agree. Right. No, I've, I actually <laughs> understand exactly what you're saying. <laughs> makes no sense, but I get you. But
0: I think it's important to know both sides of that argument too. And, Absolutely. And I guess the whole... Moral of this story is uh, we've both been there in in pretty dark places. I'm assuming a lot of people have as well. I can't speak for everyone. Like we said, people like my sister love her to death. She has her own demons, but she's never been there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, I thank people like her for acknowledging, like, I don't know what you're going through. And I I'm understand so that, sorry.
1: I understand that I don't understand. Right, right. And that she yeah. tries
0: to understand. Mm-hmm. And knowing that, like, even her best attempt at getting it, she's never really going to
1: get it. But I appreciate
0: that she even, even just saying that kind of makes me feel like, okay, well, I thank you for acknowledging that. You know what I mean?
1: I agree. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people have been there. And I think it's, again, we always plug therapy. You talk about it. Um,
0: Whenever you're ready though.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty liberating um, to, to speak to these things, even if it's not to a professional, you know, I've, We talked about, you know, recently having a friend just come out and be like, dude, I fucking need you. You know, sometimes you need that in a person. You know what I mean? And everyone has a person. That's one thing I also do want to say. Everyone has a person. You can think you are the biggest introvert on the planet, but that you have a person. You have someone. One thing I will say is that we do not make it through this life alive and we don't make it through it alone. You have to do it. You know what I mean? You, you're Ultimately, we're all going to die, right? That's it.
0: Okay, I get it. I ultimately, was so confused for a second, but yeah. I'm also very tired. Gonna, so. <laughs> yeah, so
1: we're all going to die. So that's right. that's mm-hmm. the, the the only thing that we actually know on this earth for sure is that we are going to die. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a fact. The other thing too is we don't make it through this life al- alone. But
0: I think an important thing to point out in that is that I can say personally, I have friends who don't have a quote person, and I'll say this it's because they are not comfortable opening up and Mm -hmm. i think that's its own issue they
1: think they don't have a person they do they They could if they
0: would if they would allow somebody if they would let somebody in
1: yeah and
0: that's not saying like (laughs) just just talk about it like what do you mean just talk about i know it's probably there's reasons why people don't want to talk about things that's a whole other episode but maybe just here's some encouragement i know you're not going to listen to this podcast if you're a closed off person and be like you know what today i'm going to talk to someone but maybe hoping we can plant the seed a little bit
1: yeah let something manifest Mm -hmm. if this if this like i said our job is every episode if one person is affected by it
0: right it's our goal yeah for sure one
1: i don't care i don't give a shit if barstool calls us and we become multi-million i don't care and that would be great because then we can. Care. I would
0: care. That'd be great. I, I mean, it, don't get me wrong,
1: it'd be great. It, but at the end of the day, because we would be able to impact more people, that, I, think that, I think that's awesome. But at the end of the day, my goal is one person. Right. If I did that, I can go to sleep. Well, I don't sleep. <laughs> I, was
0: like, nah. I could try to sleep
1: with a smile on my face and a, and a full heart, mm-hmm. knowing I did what I'm supposed to do.
0: What we what we set out to do. Yeah. Every episode, you know,
1: and and that's okay, and that's and that's where that's where we'll leave it.
0: Yeah, and that's good.
1: Yeah. On that note, as always, you guys know what to do. Feel free to follow the irregular Instagram page at irregular podcast. Also, follow my personal page if you would like at yo e y o o o underscore b o b.
0: And my personal Instagram page at Katie underscore A-N-I. It's K-A-I-T-Y underscore A-N-I. We have a pretty good month coming up for you guys. We look forward to upcoming guests and bringing some new stuff to you. But as always, we're looking for guests. If you have something you'd like to talk about, something that you're passionate about, a struggle, a unique experience, hit us up.
1: We're always open. DMs never close
0: (laughs) our dms have been popping lately i'm so excited about it
1: yes they never close there are no operating hours for the dms they are always open i love that so on that note we will talk to you next thursday love you
0: love you guys